Orange Curtain, a look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Behind the Orange Curtain. Behind the Orange Curtain explores music that came from here to influence the rest of the world and music that made it here from around the world to influence those of us who lived in Orange County in the 1980s. Tonight's episode will be the third and final part of a series focused on the Second British Invasion. I originally said the Second British Invasion consisted of music acts from the UK that became popular in the United States during the early to mid-1980s, primarily due to the cable channel MTV. The term derives from a similar British invasion of the US in the 1960s. Last week we covered 1982 and the golden year 1983. And this week we will close out with a 1984 and part of 1985. Again, my disclaimer for this show is that I won't be able to play everything and I won't always play the hit songs from the bands, but the songs that influenced me. It's time to pull back the orange curtain and finish our journey through the second British invasion. So let's get this show kicked off with a band that was established in November of 1980. John Peel, the longest-running DJ on BBC One Radio, saw the band at the Jive Dive Swing Club in London. They recorded two sessions for his radio show. Mick Jones, then of The Clash, also saw them and invited them to support his band, which led to a signing to Jive Records. The band is, of course, Roman Holiday taken from the 1953 movie starring Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. Don't Try to Stop It was their second single for Jive and became a hit in the summer of 1983. In the United States, the group achieved exposure through MTV. Their single went to number one on the Canadian Adult Contemporary Chart in November of 1983. Roman Holiday also charted in Japan on the international as well as the domestic market with Hear It in the Night and the Robert John Mutt Lang written and produced track, One Foot Back in Your Door. Both singles went to the top ten. Right now for you, Roman Holiday and Don't Try to Stop It. Don't try to stop it, don't try to stop it. Don't try to stop it, don't try to stop it. Stop one star. Don't try to stop it. 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 Don't try
consistent member. Formed in 1980, the band released a total of six albums. Highland, Hard Rain, 1983, Knife, 1984, Love, 1987, Stray, 1990, Dreamland, 1993, and Freestonia, 1995. The band garnered popular success for the songs Oblivious, Somewhere in My Heart, and Good Morning Britain a duet with former Clash guitarist Mick Jones. Of course, we're talking about Aztec Camera. Aztec Camera's debut album, Highland Hard Rain, was on the Rough Trade record label. The album was released in April of 1983, and the album was successful, garnering significant critical acclaim, and peaked at number 129 on the Billboard 200. Frame later revealed that the song Oblivious was consciously written as a top-of-the-pops-type pop song and received a corresponding degree of popularity. During the recording process for the album, Frame used a different guitar for every song. For the song Orchid Girl, Frame explained in 2013 during a 30th anniversary tour that he was attempting to merge the influences of his favorite guitarist at the time, Wes Montgomery, and punk rock icon Joe Strummer. In the late 1990s television interview, Frame explained that a boy, Image, was associated with him during this era, and he was annoyed by it at the time, and he was taking music very seriously. You don't want to be called a boy, especially when you're listening to Joy Division. But eventually, he stopped caring about it. Here is Aztec Camera performing Oblivious. Oblivious. 
In the early 1980s, there was a British pop band. Their best-known songs are John Wayne is Big Leggy, released in 1982, and Shiny Shiny, released in 1983. The band is Hazy Fantasy. They were an avant-garde new wave pop project emanating from the Blitz Kids Street art scene in London in the early 1980s. The group's music combined reggae, country, and electro with political and sociological lyrics couched as nursery rhymes. Catapulted to stardom by their visual sensibilities, Hazy Fantasy combined their extreme clothes sense with a quirky musical sound comparable to but distinct from other new wave musical pop acts of the era, such as Bow Wow Wow, Adam and the Ants, and Bananarama. They appeared several times on the BBC television program Top of the Pops. The band was formed in 1981 and consisted of Jeremy Healy, Kate Garner, and Garner's boyfriend, songwriter, producer, manager, Paul Kaplan. Before they were signed, the band attracted attention by sending video performances with their demo tapes to record companies, a highly unusual practice at the time. Their outfits were often designed by Garner, and the two singers looked like distorted mirror images of each other, with similar hair and makeup. In the 1983 interview with David Maples on the Los Angeles-based TV show MV3, Jeremy Healy accused the singer known as Boy George of imitating his unusual look. Boy George later responded, When Jeremy saw my locks, he was livid. Both he and Kim stopped speaking to me. They thought I had stolen their look. But it wasn't their look to steal. Right now, let's hear Hazy Fantasy and Shiny Shiny. Shiny, 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 shiny
music duo consisting of George Michael and Andrew Ridgely, formed in Bushy in 1981. They became one of the most commercially successful pop acts of the 1980s, selling more than 30 million certified records worldwide from 1982 to 1986. Influenced by funk and soul music and presenting themselves as disaffected youth, Wham's 1983 debut album, Fantastic, addressed the United Kingdom's unemployment problem and teen angst over adulthood. Their second studio album, Make It Big, in 1984, was a worldwide pop smash hit, charting at number one in both the UK and the United States, associated with the MTV-driven Second British Invasion. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, Everything She Wants in Careless Whispers, all topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. In 1985, Wham! made a highly publicized 10-day visit to China, the first by a Western pop group. The event was seen as a major watershed moment in increasing friendly bilateral relations between China and the West. Right now, let's hear Bad Boys from Wham! Yeah. 
Nottinghamshire, England, initially active the first half of the 1980s. The band's original lineup included vocalist and bassist Steve Hovington, guitarist Paul Statham, keyboardist Rick Holiday, and drummer Graham Boffey. The initial 1980 EP release, The Take 3, a 7-inch, and Nowhere Girl, a 12-inch, were issued on a small UK indie label, Dead Good Records. In 1981, B-Movie signed with Phonogram and had their biggest UK commercial success with a single, Remembrance Day, which reached number 61 on the UK singles chart. The follow-up single, Maryland Dreams, failed to chart. In 1982, they re-released Nowhere Girl as a single, which reached number 67 in the UK, but there was no immediate follow-up or full-length album. Towards the end of 1985, they finally released an album on Sire Records called Forever Running, containing re-recorded versions of their two hits. But both it and the single, Switch On, Switch Off, were flops, despite a tour to promote them. The band broke up soon thereafter. Let's go back to Nowhere Girl by (laughs) B-Movie. Yeah. 
new wave group formed in 1982 when a former band Subway Sect and its members teamed up with England-based American singer Dig Wayne born Timothy Wayne Ball in Cambridge, Ohio Wayne under the name Buzz Wayne had previously fronted a New York-based rockabilly band Buzz and the Flyers The band's debut single Boxer Beat peaked at number 3 on the UK singles chart while the group were the opening act on Madness's Rise and Fall Tour. At numbers one and two at the time were David Bowie's Let's Dance and Duran Duran's Is There Something I Should Know. However, it was their next hit, Just Got Lucky, that broke the band internationally. This single sold over 250,000 copies, made the UK top 10, and cracked the US top 40, reaching number 36, in 1983. It has been featured in a number of films, including Just My Luck and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. The band is Joe Boxers, and the song, Just Got Lucky.
In Liverpool, England in the 1980s, another group was forming. Their 1983 debut single, Relax, was banned by the BBC. In 1984, while at number six in the charts and subsequently topped the UK singles chart for five consecutive weeks, going on to enjoy prolonged chart success throughout that year and ultimately becoming the seventh best-selling UK single of all time. It also won the 1985 Brit Award for Best British Single. Their debut album, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, reached number one in the UK in 1984, with advanced sales of over one million. After the follow-up success of Two Tribes and The Power of Love, the group became only the second act in the history of the UK charts to reach number one with their first three singles, the first being Jerry and the Pacemakers back in the 1960s, and this remained unbeaten until the Spice Girls achieved a six-single streak in 1996 through 1997. In 1985, the band won the Brit Award for Best British Breakthrough Act. Associated with the Second British Invasion of the U.S., they also received a Grammy Award and MTV Music Video nominations for the Best New Artist. In 2015, the song was voted by the British public as the nation's 14th favorite 1980s number one in a poll for ITV. Here it is now, Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood.
Are we living in a land Where sex and horror Are the new After the 1983 breakup of the beat, known as the English Beat in North America, vocalist Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger decided to continue working together on a new venture. They joined up with keyboardist Mickey Billingham from Dexie's Midnight Runners, guitarist Mick Jones, The Clash, bassist Horace Panter from The Specials, and drummer Stoker, also from Dexie's Midnight Runners to form a supergroup in the UK punk and ska scene. They named the band General Public, and they were rapidly signed to Virgin Records in UK and IRS Records in North America. The band recorded and released the album All the Rage in 1984. Jones left General Public partway through the recording process, but is still listed in the album's inner sleeve credits as a group member, although he did not appear in any of the band photographs for the album cover. Later in the year, the band fared even better in North America with their second single, Tenderness. It was a top 30 hit in Canada and hit number 11, and in the U.S. it hit number 27. The song's success benefited from appearing in the John Hughes films 16 Candles in 1984 and Weird Science in 1985. From the time period, it would later appear in Amy Heckerling's Clueless in 1995 and in the horror film Devil's Do in 2014. Meanwhile, another general public song, Taking the Day Off, was featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off in 1986. But now, let's hear tenderness from All the Rage and General Public.
1983, Somerville, Bronski, and Steinbachek shared a three-bedroom flat at Lancaster House in Brixton. They first performed publicly at an arts festival, September in the Pink. The trio were unhappy with the inoffensive nature of contemporary gay performers and sought to be more outspoken and political. Bronski Beat signed a recording contract with London Records in 1984 after doing only nine live gigs. The band's debut single, Small Town Boy, about a gay teenager leaving his family and fleeing his hometown, was a hit, peaking at number three in the UK singles chart and topping charts in Belgium and the Netherlands. The single was accompanied by a promotional video directed by Bernard Rose, showing Somerville trying to befriend an attractive diver at a swimming pool, then being attacked by the diver's homophobic associates, being returned to his family by the police, and having to leave home. The follow-up single, Why?, adopted a high-energy sound that was more lyrically focused on anti-gay prejudice. It also achieved top 10 status in the UK, reaching number 6, and was another top 10 hit for the band, in Australia, Switzerland, Germany, France, and the Netherlands. At the end of 1984, the trio released an album titled The Age of Consent. The inner sleeve listed the varying ages of consent for consensual gay sex in different nations around the world. At the time, the age of consent for sexual acts between men in the UK was 21, compared with 16 for heterosexual acts. With several other countries having more liberal laws on gay sex, the album peaked at number 4 in the UK, and 36 in the US, and number 12 in Australia. Here is Small Town Boy by The Bronski Beat.
formed in London in 1981 and consisting of Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe, was a band called the Pet Shop Boys. They have sold more than 100 million records worldwide. They were listed as the most successful duo in UK music history in the 1999 edition of the Guinness Book of World Records. Three-time Brit Award winners and six-time Grammy nominees since 1985, they have achieved 42 top 30 singles, 22 of them top 10 hits in the UK singles chart, including four UK number ones, West End Girls, It's a Sin, Always on My Mind, and Heart. At the 2009 Brit Awards in London, Pet Shop Boys received an award for Outstanding Contribution to Music in 2016. Billboard magazine named Pet Shop Boys the number one dance duo group over the 40 years since the chart's inception in 1976. In 2017, the duo received NME's Godlike Genius Award. Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe met at the ages of 27 and 21 in a hi-fi shop on King's Road in Chelsea, London, in 1981. Tennant had purchased a Korg MS-10 synthesizer, which sparked a conversation with Lowe. Discovering that they had mutual interests in dance and electronic music, they began to work together on material, first in Tennant's flat in Chelsea, and then in 1982 in a small studio in Camden Town. They say their band name was taken from friends who worked at a pet shop in Ealing, and they were known as the Pet Shop Boys. In August 1983, Tennant, who was an assistant editor at Smash Hits, went to New York to interview Sting. While there, he arranged to meet high-energy producer Bobby Orlando. He gave him a demo tape containing It's a Sin and Opportunities, or Let's Make Lots of Money. And from 1983 to 84, Orlando recorded 11 tracks with Tennant and Lowe, including West End Girls. Here is for you, West End Girls by the Pet Shop Boys.
formed in Manchester in 1982, there was a band consisting of vocalist Morrissey, guitarist Johnny Marr, bassist Andy Rourke, and drummer Mike Joyce. Critics considered the band one of the most important to emerge from the British independent music scene of the 1980s. Internal tensions led to their breakup in 1987, and subsequent offers to reunite have been refused. In 2012, all four Smith's studio albums and a compilation appeared on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, while William, It Was Really Nothing, and How Soon Is Now were included in the 500 greatest songs of all time list. Based on the songwriting partnership of Morrissey and Marr, the Smiths focus on guitar, bass, and drum sound and fusion of 1960s rock and post-punk were a rejection of the synthesizer-based dance pop of the time. Marr's Rickenbacker guitar work was reminiscent of the jangle pop sound of Roger McGuinn from The Birds. Morrissey's complex, literate lyrics combined themes of ordinary lives with mordant humor. The Smiths were signed to the independent label Rough Trade Records. Several Smith singles reached the top 20 in the UK, and all of their studio albums reached the top five of the UK albums chart, including number one album, Meet His Murder, in 1985. They achieved mainstream success in Europe with The Queen Is Dead in 1986 and Strange Ways, Here We Come in 1987, both of which entered the top 20 of the European albums chart. Their live album, Rank, in 1988, reached the top 10 in Europe. And now for a little history. In 1982, Marr decided that he wanted to establish a new band, and subsequently turned up at the doorstep of Morrissey's house, 384 Kings Road, Stretford. Morrissey and Marr bonded with their love of poetry and literature. A fan of the New York Dolls, Marr had been impressed that Morrissey had authored a book on the band, and was inspired to turn up on his doorstep following the example of Jerry Lieber, who had formed his working partnership with Mike Stoller after turning up at Ladder's Door. By the end of the summer of 1982, Morrissey had chosen the band name The Smiths, later informing an interviewer that it was the most ordinary name, and I thought it was time that the ordinary folk of the world showed their faces. Here is What Difference Does It Make by The Smiths.
go to Christmas of 1984. There was a charity supergroup featuring mainly British and Irish musicians and recording artists. It was founded in 1984 by Bob Geldof and Midjur to raise money for the anti-famine efforts in Ethiopia by releasing the song Do They Know It's Christmas. On November 25, 1984, the song was recorded at Sarm West Studios in Notting Hill, London, and was released in the UK on December 3rd, 1984. The group was composed of 40 artists to raise awareness and funds for the Ethiopian famine in 1983 to 1985. The group's name stemmed from the idea that the musicians were providing aid to the less fortunate and suggested that their project was likened to putting a band-aid on a wound. Geldof was looking for support from all nations for Africa, beginning with the United Kingdom. To do so, the artist recorded this hit, depicting the poverty-stricken African scenery of the time. Lyrics of the song included a depiction of the country saying, Where nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Ethiopia follows the Orthodox calendar where Christmas is celebrated on the 7th of January. However, when the song was recorded during the 1983-85 famine, the country had a communist government, and such religious festivals were not celebrated. Here is Do They Know It's Christmas 
from Band-Aid. It's Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we vanish it Southampton to Welsh parents, Howard Jones spent his early days in Cardiff, South Wales. Jones is the eldest of four boys. His brothers Roy, Martin, and Paul all became musicians. 
Jones began taking piano lessons at age seven. The family moved to Canada later on when he was a teenager. His first band was called Warrior, a progressive rock group. After returning to the UK, Jones attended the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester in the mid-1970s while playing in various bands. His first single, New Song, was released in September of 1983 and it reached the top 30 in the US and the top 5 in the UK. He made his debut performance on BBC Television's Top of the Pops, September 22, 1983, and he watched his tape-delayed performance on a borrowed television resting on an ironing board before a concert at the University of Kent. He had four more hits over the next 12 months and a UK number one album, Humans Lib, which eventually went double platinum. John Howard Jones had 10 top 40 hit singles in the UK between 1983 and 1986. Six of those 10 singles reached the top 10, including What is Love, New Song, Things Can Only Get Better, and his 1986 hit single, No One Is to Blame, reached number four on the U.S. charts. Jones is definitely associated with the second British invasion in the U.S. He has been described by AllMusic editor Stephen Thomas Earlwine as one of the defining figures of mid-80s synth pop. He performed at the historic Live Aid concert in 1985. Here is What is Love by Howard Jones. So 
formed in London in September of 1979 when teenagers and childhood friends Dolan, Woodward, moved from Bristol and met Fahey. Dolan and Fahey were studying journalism at the London College of Fashion, and Woodward was working at the BBC in Portland Place. Dolan and Woodward were living at the YWCA and were about to be made homeless until Paul Cook, who had become fast friends with after meeting him at a club, offered them a place to live above the former Sex Pistols rehearsal room in Denmark Street. They took their name in part from the Roxy music song, Pajama Rama. The trio were ardent followers of punk rock and post-punk music scenes during the late 70s and early 80s. They often performed impromptu sets or backing vocals at gigs for such bands as The Monochrome Set, The Professionals, Iggy Pop, Department S, The Nipple Erectors, and The Jam. In 1981, Bananarama recorded their first demo, a cover song by Black Blood, sung in Swahili. The demo was heard at Demon Records, who consequently offered Bananarama their first deal. Their success, both pop and dance charts, saw them listed in the Guinness Book of World's Records for achieving the world's highest number of chart entries by an all-female group. Between 1982 and 2009, they had 28 singles, reached the top 50 of the UK singles chart. So without further ado, here's Cruel Summer by Bananarama.
Another English band formed in late 1982 by Paul Weller, the former singer, songwriter, and guitarist with the punk rock slash new wave slash mod revival band The Jam, and keyboardist Mick Talbot, previously a member of Dexy's Midnight Runners, created a band that enabled Weller to take his music in a more soulful direction. The band is called The Style Council. As with Weller's previous band, most of the London-based group's hits were in their homeland, and they scored seven top ten hits. The band also had hit singles and albums in Australia and New Zealand during the 1980s. In 1984, the band undertook a brief tour of the United States, during which they played two gigs at the Savoy in New York, which led to modest chart success with the single My Ever-Changing Moods which reached number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100. Here for you is Ever-Changing Moods by the Style Council, but a piano version that I like. Knowledge 
British New Wave band formed in 1984. The band achieved chart success in 1985, and they're best known for their hit, Love and Pride, which reached number two in the UK. The band had two top 20 albums, both certified gold, and five top 30 singles in the space of a year. The band is king. They were formed from the remnants of Coventry rock ska band The Reluctant Stereotypes. In 1983, they relaunched the group as King, coming from the surname of the lead singer Paul King. As a lead singer, Paul King wore a mullet haircut and spray-painted Doc Martin boots, a look described like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The band released two UK Top 20 albums on CBS, both produced and mixed by Richard James Burgess, who also played drums on most of the debut album. Despite a year's success, the band split up in 1986. In 1987, Paul King released a solo album entitled Joy. After that, he briefly worked as a VJ for MTV. In 1998, a compilation album was released entitled The Best of King, Love and Pride, with 18 tracks featuring the band's greatest hits, standout tracks, including Paul King's one minor solo hit, I Know. Here's a lesser-known track off the same album as Love and Pride, but my favorite song, a track called Fish by King. Without a breeze 
This English singer-songwriter, musician, and record producer, in 1978 at the age of 19, topped the UK singles chart for four weeks with her debut single, Weathering Heights. Becoming the first female artist to achieve a UK number one with a self-written song, she has since released 25 UK top 40 singles, including the top 10 hits, The Man with the Child in His Eyes, Babushka, Running Up That Hill, and Don't Give Up. I'm talking about 
Catherine Bush, otherwise known as Kate Bush. Bush began writing songs at 11. She was signed to EMI Records after Pink Floyd guitarist David Gilmour helped produce her demo tape. Her debut album, The Kick Inside, was released in 1978. Bush slowly gained artistic independence in album production, and she had produced all her studio albums since 1982. And now for you younger listeners, of which I'm sure there are none. Meg Myers did not write this song, but Kate Bush did. Here's Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush.
Another English new wave band formed in London in 1980 was a band called Wang Chung, which means yellow bell in Chinese and is the first note of the Chinese classical musical scale. The band found great success in the U.S. with five top 40 hits there, all charting between 1983 and 1987, including Dance Hall Days, number 16 in 1984, and Everybody Have Fun Tonight, number 2 in 1986, and Let's Go, number 9 in 1987. Here is Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung. Days long. 
and now for a band that formed in Wales in 1981. Initially formed as a punk rock band, The Toilets. In 1977, under lead vocalist Mike Peters, the band soon embraced rock and included marked influences from Welsh language and culture. By opening for acts such as U2 and Bob Dylan, they became a popular new wave band in the 1980s. The Alarm's highest charting single in Britain was 1983's 68 Guns, which reached number 17 in the UK singles chart. Their 1984 album, Declaration, which contained 68 Guns, peaked at number 6 on the UK albums chart. In June of 1983, the Alarm embarked on their first tour of the U.S., supporting U2 on the war tour. The 18-date tour went a long way in establishing the band in the U.S. The Stand was quickly released by IRS to capitalize on this, supported by TV appearances on The Cutting Edge and American Bandstand. I had the pleasure of meeting Mike Peters one evening at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano. We talked about music and guitars, and I told him that the song Walk Forever by My Side was played in my wedding. He then invited me up on stage to dedicate the song to my wife that evening. That was in November. In December, I would get a package in the mail from Mike Peters. I opened it up, and it was a CD, and inside was this, a private performance of Walk Forever by My Side with a dedication to my wife. Thank you, Mike Peters, and here it is for you right now, The Alarm, Walk Forever by My Side. Hello, this is Mike Peters of The Alarm speaking. Doug Crandall would like to dedicate the song to Kristen Candle from her husband who loves her deeply. May this song always remind you both of your wedding day eight years ago. This is from Mike Peters of The Alarm to Doug and Kristen Crandall. This is Walk Forever By My Side. Walk forever by my side Never lose sight of the day When we will run Through all our Broken 
formed in 1983 before settling on their current name. In January of 1984, the band performed under the name Death Cult, which was an evolution of the name of the lead singer Ian Astbury's previous band, Southern Death Cult. They gained a dedicated following in the UK amid the 1980s as a post-punk gothic rock band with singles such as She Sells Sanctuary, Before breaking into the mainstream in the United States in the late 1980s, they established themselves as a hard rock band with singles such as Love Removal Machine and Firewoman. Since the initial formation of the Southern Death Cult in Bradford in 1981, the band have had various lineups. The longest-serving members are Astbury and guitarist Billy Duffy, who are the band's two songwriters. After moving to London, the band released their second album, Love, in 1985, which charted at number four in the UK and included singles such as She Sells Sanctuary and Rain. On the third album, Electric, in 1987, the band supplemented their post-punk sound with hard rock. The polish on the new sound was facilitated by producer Rick Rubin. Their fourth album, Sonic Temple, in 1989, proceeded in a similar vein, and these two albums enabled them to break into the North American market. It was also during this period that the cult relocated to Los Angeles, California, where the band is currently based. Here is She Sells Sanctuary by the Cult.
And now it's the time in the show for Crandall's Crucial Cut. This is the track that I play that leads us into the following topic next week. This wraps up our three-part series on the Second British Invasion. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be talking about the music that came out of Athens and Atlanta, Georgia in the 1980s. And so I leave you tonight with R.E.M., the one I love. We'll be digging in more next week, but until then, good night and so long. Behind the
the Orange Curtain, a look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time.